0: So, doctors find four bees in woman's eye feeding on her tears. Wait, what
1: the f- okay, you just can't hit me with that. They okay. find four bees. They weren't looking for them,
0: were they? Uh, she was, well, here, let's let's read the article. What, what was originally thought to be an eye infection turned out to be something far worse. Instead of treating an infection, doctors at the university hospital in Taiwan were shocked to find four bees embedded in the eye of 29-year-old Taiwanese woman named He. He okay. it probably means something totally different. Is that what you're probably. laughing at? You're, la- you're laughing at the Asian name? No, not. You are racist. No. I said hee 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 hee. Sorry. Come on, get. A- I want to know how this lady didn't know she had bees in her eyes bees were reportedly feeding on her tear ducts under under her swollen eyelids according to CTS news he had come to the hospital after experiencing severe pain in her eye <laughs> i'm so weirded out by that cuz it's the pronoun he and her name so there's he. no
1: nutritional value on
0: <coughs> okay keep going it doesn't matter they were living off of them because that's how that's how it works that's <laughs> no, not well obviously it is if it does work jason
1: yeah if there are a bunch of mentally re- <laughs> D- delayed bees
0: and they're like look at the pretty flowers <laughs> I just finished reading Flowers for Algernon <laughs> and I fucking cried at the end of that so stop well it. you're supposed to that's the whole point I was like oh my oh my god no he can't go back he can't go no but I love I love the old Charlie too I guess Oh. well that's the way you're supposed to feel like I, I don't I, you don't like the way people treat him when he is mentally handicapped but then right. suddenly when he goes back to it you're kind of like either way I to. I liked him because they're both the same person really you know
1: yeah, but he doesn't get any more pussy. He, yeah, but he didn't get pussy
0: from the one he wanted. He did get pussy. I mean, he got pussy from a prostitute living upstairs. But the the woman yeah. that he wanted, the uh, one of the the women that worked in the lab. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't get, get any. No, it's because he loved her, and that was the weird part. <laughs> I finished it real fast too, so I like it's still fresh in my memory. Well, it's All right. not
1: like a hefty tome. It's not like a, a dense book.
0: Um, once you get to the part where he has um a, a, a genius IQ, then yes, yes, it is.
1: Okay. Anyway, the lady with the bees in
0: her eyes. The hospital head of ophthalmology, Dr. Hung Chi Sing, said at a press conference that such bees nest near graves in fallen trees. So chances of coming across them while hiking in the mountains are high, according to Apple Daily Taiwan.
1: Okay. She confirmed
0: that she was at a family member's grave pulling out weeds when she felt as if she got dirt into her eye and flushed it out with water. <coughs> After that, he says, she started experiencing stinging pain in her teary eyes. I saw something that looked like insect eggs, so I pulled them out under a microscope slowly and one one at a time without damaging their bodies. Okay. Good news, he did not rub her eyes too much, which officials say could have worsened the state and caused uh, inf- her to have an inflamed cornea. Oh my god, there's a video here. No, there nice. isn't. Worst-case scenario would have been blindness, according to Ap- uh, D- Apple Daily Taiwan. Okay. The, s- the sweet the the sweat bees, are they are sweat bees? Okay. Were Sweat bees, so they're not honey bees. Uh, he was dis- uh, he was discharged and is-, and is expected to make a full recovery. Sweat, sweat bees are small and known for their metallic coloring, mostly um, in shades of green, blue, and bronze, according to oh, Terminex. they sound these, these bees are not typically aggressive and sting. Uh, and the sting usually occurs if a bee is pressed against the skin. There are more more than one thousand species of have sweat bees in U.S. <laughs> and Canada and Central America. Uh-huh. Nearly fifty species alone can be found in Florida. Well, where was this person? They were yeah, but there there are so many of them. They're all over the world, is what they're saying. Oh. Oh, okay. Nice. So just don't rub your eyes after you go near bark, I guess. Or, yeah, don't rub your eyes, kids. Don't press the sweat bees to your skin. <laughs> All right, I got another one here, here. Fight. Dead bodies are turning up on Mount Everest. Here's what do you why. Mean,
1: turning up
0: Um You don't They've know what the, there, Rainbow the whole... road is, huh? do you? Oh what? you do. Yes, you made so it course sound like you didn't know what the fuck I was talking well, about. I I'm
1: no, I'm talking no, you read a headline. What are you talking about? You read the headline. My comment was on the headline. They're turning up, like, hey, I didn't notice that dead body before. Everybody knows what dead bodies are up there because there's a lot of them. <laughs>
0: I think they probably meant exposed. Beginning. There to, yeah. we go, yeah. Matt so this is this is climate change right here. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mount Everest expedition operators are discovering an increasing number of dead bodies of climbers that were previously frozen in ice. And the warming temperatures point to the impacts of climate change. It's not uh. real <laughs> The spring climbing season has begun. These people are frozen like the minute that they die, <laughs> yeah they die and they can't afford to bring them back down <laughs> <clears throat> they're like they're like frozen in gruesome poses <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some climb- of the
1: other climbers use them as uh like sighting po- uh, points yeah oh there's the you know body that dead guy who
0: points he's the one that points <laughs> yeah we're
1: thirty feet from the top <laughs> he's spring- the one that points. <laughs>
0: He's the purple one. Oh. The one who was dumb enough to bring his kids up. Look. Mm.
1: And they're so high up that there's nothing to predate on them, so...
0: Spring climbing season has begun, and the melting and thinning of the glaciers in the Everest region is apparent, according to a report by CNN. Bodies from British expeditions in the in the 1970s were recently found, and in 2017, the hand of a dead climber appeared above the ground. Operators at Mount Everest have faced a number of issues with modern expeditions, including the increasing amount of litter, human waste, and human waste left behind by decades of mountaineering as oh, well yeah. as concerns of overcrowding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just the way they put that. There's too many of you here.
1: Well, yeah. Nobody's I mean, answering. One of the things that, you know what gets left behind the most? Mm-hmm. Oxygen tanks.
0: Yeah, yeah. They wait, just wait. dump them. Oh yeah. my god, this next sentence. <laughs> some estimate that the amount of human waste on the mountain could weigh up to 14 tons. Jesus Christ! And some Christ. have been... And some, I'm not done yet and some have even dubbed it a fecal time bomb. Mount Everest is the world's highest mountain. Do't know that? And it thought that it is thought that about around 300 people have died attempting to conquer it. It is estimated that 200 bodies are still on the mountain, which presents an expensive challenge to the mountain operators. removing a dead body can cost up to eighty thousand dollars and most have been surfacing at the Ice icefall which glacier uh, which is a glacier that loops around the mountain and is known as one of the most dangerous parts to climb meteorologist Jack, Jacqueline Woodall explains that climbers typically cross the Khumbu icefall which is a collection of ice uh, with large crevices laying uh, down a ladder horizontally which is a dangerous feat and climbers are, are likely to climbers that fall are unlikely to survive Bosi- hey. bodies are found in the South Col which is also a dangerous route higher up the mountain. That's it. That's the end of that.
1: Okay. Do you want to so, do a show? <laughs>
0: bees in the eyes and global warming, climate change, anyways.
1: But we took a picture of a black hole.
0: Yeah. Have you noticed that people have started <laughs> photoshopping it into everything now? No. Well- <laughs> yeah. I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with that. And then all the photoshoppers are photoshopping it as buttholes, oh, people's God. mouths, people's eyes um there there was one you know that do you remember um about like five years back uh there was this meme that went around because this woman lied on her resume and said that she could restore a painting of jesus that was like 1400 years old yeah, yeah. and then and what she, she ended couldn't. up doing was smearing it around she, <laughs> destroyed, <laughs> it. she, she destroyed, destroyed it she destroyed it well okay someone took that the smeared painting and then put the black hole over jesus mouth <laughs> i thought that was the funniest one i saw so far oh uh, well at least least we're doing something with the knowledge it's productive <laughs> it's productive to know that that gravity is an interaction between the third dimension and the fourth dimension uh-huh and duration causes it it makes and when you're go a large body it makes it worse right sorry i've been reading up on physics because i because oh. my character needs to know a lot of that shit <laughs> <coughs>
1: are
0: you having fun um yeah i mean with the dummy explanations oh, okay. one of the best explanations of of gravity is a um a, that actually won an award i believe by hank green is a video made by um uh edward curran yeah i'm sure uh-huh. you remember him yeah he made a video that had has like probably a million views still uh, about 10 years ago where he explained how how gravity works and it is one of the best explanations for anybody children uh, adults anybody and i was like it's cool It's very nice he does it with like markers and stuff markers and like crepe paper cool yeah so guys have, right. look that up what are you gonna say no that's it
1: okay good three two one Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story, One Million Interruptions. I am Jason Harding.
0: And I am Atticus Blackhole.
1: And on this show, Atticus reads the story, and I attempt to interrupt him. If you guys have a story that you'd like for us to read on the show, then please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, and leave it for us there, or send me a message and let me know how you want to get it to us. What are we reading?
0: My picket fences, I guess, because we don't have any stories.
1: Yeah, no one sent us anything, so we're going to read your story.
0: That's all right. I'm still thinking that what we should do is pull books from the uh from from the uh, public domain and just start reading them and critiquing them like okay <laughs> and try to be regular people instead of big dick and fart jokes for our hour
1: <laughs> well that's uh, unavoidable
0: <coughs> I know we're both a bunch, a couple of little boys
1: yeah I mean I could pull Moby Dick right here and we could start reading it if you wanted
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. well I was thinking there's Beowulf I also believe uh, I think I recently oh, I forgot what book it was god damn it it's a really famous book too never mind uh-huh. oh well I Bible? forgot stuff <laughs> well we can definitely do the Bible. I that would don't be fun. Do that. <laughs> Everyone
1: has started off trying to do a series on reading and critiquing the Bible. Give up. They just like no more.
0: nuh n- nah. The Bible Reloaded finished it. I believe. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they finally finished it. Remember we met them like fucking six years ago, and they just started. Mm-hmm. It. They yeah. were like in the in the trenches of Genesis when we first when we first uh, <laughs> encountered them. Mm-hmm. And now they've made it so far. Very, very awesome guys. Yeah. I don't think they ever listened to this Bible But that's okay. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. So last time on, we completely forgot because it was a month and a half ago. (laughs) It was a long time ago. All right, we'll just we'll just start. It's a new chapter. Chapter whatever. At around the time Blue was skulking around Joan's home, an old man named Norman Barrell awoke on his porch. He was heavily intoxicated and knew it. He also knew that there were uh, that were any of this to be discovered, he would be thrown in jail. Normally, he drank on his front porch, surveying his plot of dirt, which had not been seeded or tilled in many years. He had never, he had never been possessed of the idea that he could drive in such a condition. But on that day, for the first time in his life, he blacked out. He didn't understand. He'd been drinking heavily for years and usually remembered everything oh, that happened the uh, old
1: man that drives the truck that makes kids gay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'd been drinking heavily for years and usually remembered everything that happened in waves of drunken memory but this time it was a blank space from that 12 that afternoon until about eight at that time he stirred from his rocking chair it was almost night as if he'd woken from a deep slumber he was sober now and felt the pain of grogginess that normally accompanied accompanied it he paced his porch attempting to account for the lost time but could not drudge up anything what had happened he asked himself he had a vague idea that he'd gone somewhere but where (laughs) there before him parked up and over the front of his porch was his truck
1: the, sh- the
0: shock of it tilted with its right wheel perched precariously on the porch was maddening <laughs> he stood up on the e- in the evening cool and clopped his boots along the porch inspecting the vehicle he ran his fingers through his white hair and damned himself for being the sort of person who would drink so early in the morning mm. such that the events of the day had gone and he had not the wherewithal to divine anything, that- anything for the almost eight hours he took a step closer to the vehicle an old rusted baby blue with chrome smiled up at him with its grill its bulb eyes judging him not just for today but for all the other days that had led him to this point he ran his hand along the hood pulling away flakes of paint that touched the emblem chevrolet then he took a step down keeping his hand to the car and rounded its right side is he
1: molesting his car
0: he is okay he is like oh baby come on baby Don't you, you remember have secrets <laughs> before we had him fucking the tailpipe where do we like, go? All right, all right, boys, I'm going to show you something cool. It's nice and hot in here. Oh. <laughs> and He got them all up in a line. And he fucked. He fucked the tailpipe, and then as soon as he came, he's like, "It's lubricated for you. Now drop oh. your doors and fuck
1: it." <laughs> I don't know. He'd have to put it up on a lift. I don't know if he would be able to get <coughs> Unless it's he's a really truck? short. It's a truck.
0: Oh, okay. That works. There on the side view mirror was a large gout of blood. Some of it ran down the side of the car and the mirror itself and twisted out uh, twisted out in its arm as if something smacked it, twisting it into that position. On oh, oh, twisted straight. out on its arm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, obviously he'd hit an animal or something else that bled. <laughs> Trees bleed, right? I hit a tree. (laughs) Trees bleed red. Uh, Well, time to go back to drinking. With trepidation, he touched the stain of blood. It, co- it, co- it had coagulated, like it had been there for a while. Little brown specks stuck to his finger, and some of it fell to the ground. He was afraid, but did not know what to do with his fear. He stepped down the porch, around the unsteady, unsteadily perched car, and saw no other signs of blood or anything else, but he noticed something green. Odd, and an odd color, the likes of which he had not seen in years. Green. Rounding the back of the vehicle, he reached to the bed of the truck. He carried home evidence of what he'd struck. Oh! The hope okay. was the hope that it was an animal, faded. Many things bleed red. Their blood dries br- brown. As well he knew, having slaughtered many a pig in his lifetime, but that, it, but this was a boy. And there he hasn't no...
1: slaughtered one of them in years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm just going to hang you up by your legs. This looks like fun. Why am I naked, though? <laughs> Wee! <laughs> he pushes him side to side, and the chains are like, Tink, 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 tink. Mm-hmm. Kid, do you not understand I'm about to cut your throat? No. <laughs> no, whatever. This is fun. <laughs> There was no mistaking the army grain of the cap. He'd worn one himself many years before. It was a Boy Scout cap. He clutched the thing and began wrenching it between his hands, wringing it with madness, and began to cry. What if he'd killed the boy, or left him fatally wounded somewhere on some busy road driven driven away n- without knowing what he'd done? But what now- if
1: he'd gone to the hospital and puked, and then his friend
0: puked, then his mom puked? <laughs> And then the two boys found out that they liked each other and took a shower together and and soaked each other up and fucked each other. He ran to the bathroom, solid in the knowledge that his magic truck
1: had yet turned another boy gay. (laughs) He laughed maniacally. Come on out.
0: Let's go for a drive. No! (laughs) No! Only it was, he himself wasn't laughing, it was his mirror image laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) He reached out from the mirror and said, hit yourself with the truck and we can have some fun. (laughs) (coughs) but now he did not know and he was accountable for it there was no use in fighting it he knelt down beside the back tire of his car and began to sob uncontrollably he decided that this would be his last drinking day where to go from here how could he even stop he'd been drinking steadily more and more since his wife's death a number of years back well a number of years before even then he admitted but that wasn't the point he'd made so many promises to her before she died and one of them was that he would try to drink less but he could not bring himself to do it the pain of loss and the failing farm which was not more than a few hundred rows of weeds and dirt and the loneliness uh, goddamn and no one
1: wants to buy weeds and dirt at the farmers market
0: <laughs> i kept bringing them there and people said to go fuck yourself these weeds are full of nutrition he said get- smacking <laughs> it. get out of here drunkie why don't you turn some more
1: kids gay you leave me alone
0: or i'll make your kid gay i don't have any kids <laughs>
1: <laughs> buy my weeds and dirt <laughs>
0: Or I'm going to turn all your kids gay. Okay, fine. How much do you want for them? A thousand (laughs) dollars. In 1950s money, too. Now eat it and make a yummy sound. It burns. It burns my mouth. These are nothing but mint leaves. (laughs) I hate you, Norman. I hate you so much. (coughs) (laughs) it made him dive into the shot glass every moment he could he looked up from the ground and traced the truck with his eyes then up to the porch then stared down his house it was built cabin style with a wraparound porch shaded by a roof of exposed wood giving it an aged quality that reflected his age and the tired quality that reflected his tiredness oh Oh my god this is actually pretty good (laughs) it's not bad It's, it's not bad yeah I feel bad because this character is not in the story anymore. He's, you know what you
1: should you should do? He's is... an
0: integral part of this story, like throughout the rest of this this book. Yeah, and then I you just should... threw him away.
1: <laughs> you should rewrite this story again, but put in all of the stupid jokes that we've come up with and make them part of the story. Like his car legit does turn people gay. He does fuck his truck. <laughs> he does try to sell weeds and dirt at the farmer's market. <laughs> Buy my weed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would love to see a publisher's peanut butter cups.
1: You know, it starts off fairly normal and then it just becomes more and more bizarre as the publisher's reading it. He's like, I I I, I don't I can't put it down. I just need to know where it's
0: going. Uh, Yeah, I should just rewrite this one as a completely different story. Actually, I (laughs) should do like Stephen King and write one version of the story and then write another one in a different name. well that's what the regulators and desperation was it was it was that he it was two different versions of the same story that he wrote oh
1: geez really one under
0: his own name and one under richard bachman
1: i didn't know he did that
0: oh yeah when i when i started i read desperation and then i thought oh the regulators must be a sequel and i read it and i'm like totally not (laughs) that was the one that that was the point at which he revealed that he was richard bachman because nobody knew that they just they were just like oh these books are good too why was he writing under an assumed name to see if he if if the other books could gain the popularity that he already has oh okay i see and they did make the new york times bestseller list but people were Mm -hmm. like something's fucky like something this guy (laughs) sounds a lot like another guy that i read a lot he's
1: copying stephen king we hate him (laughs) it's me you idiots
0: look at the (laughs) you look like him too kill him (laughs) (laughs) you look like him too kill him that's oh no that's why he got that's why he got hit by the car
1: oh richard bachman was driving it
0: (laughs) No, actually, he knows the guy who hit it. <laughs> he, he actually put it in one of his novels. So
1: wait, do you think, what, what's the, he wrote a book about a writer and some weird dude was like, was it the dark half?
0: Yeah, probably. Well, a lot so of his stories are about writers.
1: <laughs> where I can't remember the plot exactly where the guy
0: accused him of stealing his work. Um, and... and no, that's not what it was. So the guy, the guy approaches him and says that he is the author of a bunch of books that are really fucking dirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. he says he'll reveal this unless he gives them a money. Well, the uh, gives them oh, money. Okay. But what happens is his the twin brother that was extracted from his brain comes comes to life, like crawls out of the grave with a whole body and kills that guy. Oh, okay. And I don't remember the rest of the plot.
1: All right.
0: He'd finally done something he officially regretted, and that led to more regret. For a moment, he thought he could, should die right then and there.
1: Oh boy. But then
0: it occurred to him, he did not know all of the facts. Could it be possible that someone else had stolen his truck while he was asleep? And no, that wow. was just an excuse to keep drinking and he knew it. Still the fact that he was, that uh, still the fact was, he, the fact was he had, uh, he did not know if he'd killed the boy. What a fucking sentence. <laughs> it appeared that he had only struck him with the with the mirror of his car. Right. He would have to find out what happened. That maybe it,
1: the truck had stigmata.
0: Maybe the truck came to life itself and said i'm gonna make the whole world gay <laughs> put a rainbow hat on said but only the boys
1: maybe, maybe the truck put a mickey in my drink and while i was knocked out on the porch it went off and hit somebody <laughs>
0: <clears throat> that would mean that he'd have to go to town and investigate how could he in his condition go around asking people if there had been an accident <laughs> involving a boy i have the hiccups <laughs> fucking shit hold on Hey, there's Dick one. Starbucks. There's one thing I will not do into what? the microphone. I will not hiccup. You do it all the time. No, I move my face away from the microphone, Jason. Oh, I mean, but we can still hear you. And, and I you also complain. I fucking hate the hiccups. Out of all the bodily functions, I you think get them the, a lot. It's the dumbest fucking. I hate them. I'll sit there and pound my chest and swear. Have I'm like, we fuck you? Have we figured out why we get them? Oh, it's probably. I, I believe it's tied to the to the um, to the gag reflex. Okay. it's the, it, it the same reason is to help you vomit up. Or expel something that might be caught in your throat.
1: Okay, <coughs>
0: I just thought it was some sort of spasm. Uh, yeah, other well, yeah, but it would it, it expels things from your lungs. Okay, yeah. uh, other apes get them. Well, I d- oh really? Yeah,
1: that's cool. I All believe right.
0: I believe the chimpanzees get the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to hear that. <laughs> I, wanna, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to hear another animal get the hiccups.
0: Uh it would be suspicious in his appearance would he be even more suspicious but before he could think of doing any of that, he needed to set upon himself something he had done not in, had not done in many years. He clopped up the porch again, kicking over the bottle of old crow which sat next to his rocking chair. It had not been, uh, It had not been more than a few shots left in it, but he felt liberated doing it. The front door of the house had not been washed had not been whitewashed in years. He did not have a doorknob, not that there was anything to protect to protect in the house anyway. He had pushed it on its hinges and let it creak ominously until the fading sunlight shone through the millions. Of dust motes as a storm. Hmm. He had never noticed just how bad the air quality was in his house. Yes, he did. Oh, this is stupid. Never mind.
1: Yeah, well, no. You know what? Some people may not. But
0: he's having a he's having a moment of clarity. Yeah. Uh, since he'd let it go into ruin, it was no, of no. Uh, it was as if no one lived there for twenty years, and he was just an explorer who happened upon the place in a ghost town. Stepping inside, he let his eyes adjust in the darkness. He then took a mental note of everything there. One floor, sparsely furnished. One. F- oh, <laughs> there's only one. one <laughs> no, but... No. <laughs> The house was one floor, <laughs> is what I meant. Sparsely furnished with a couch, shoved up against the right-hand wall and covered in newspapers. A love seat covered in his wife's clothes, which he'd meant to donate but had never gotten around to. To the left was a breakfast table that that the morning's plate of not more than syrup and a few slices of bread gathering flies. Blah! <laughs> Behind that, a cast-iron sink overflowed with dishes. Straight ahead were three doors. First on the right was his cool pantry. What's a cool pantry? I don't know. Maybe if I were hiding, I would have done some fucking research. <laughs> (laughs)
1: You hate him so much. (laughs)
0: No, no, no! I love him. I'm inspired. <laughs> That's kind of true. And the fact that this and the fact that this gentleman is using this in the 1960s means that there were people who were still living without almost running water at that time. There were a lot of people, which is that were true. There were a lot of people. He had never gotten bad. an icebox or even a fridge, and he was only eating for two. Now one. The center door had led to his bedroom. The last son and left was his bedroom, which was not more than a functioning. Uh, was his bathroom, which was not more than a function was. His bedroom, you pooped in his bedroom. He sleeps with his head in
1: the toilet. (laughs) He sleeps with his head in his own poop. He sleeps with his head in his toilet, butt in the air. That's how he sleeps.
0: (laughs) Okay, Oswald. (laughs) Now your next few jokes have to be Oswald. (laughs) Okay. Uh, which was not more than a functioning toilet and wash basin that filled with cold water. I broke my toilet. <laughs> How'd you do that? I punched it. Why? Called me
1: a bad name while I was taking a bath. And I said, "Bob, the toilet called me a bad name again. And she said, you're hearing things. And I said, you're hearing things. And then the toilet called me a butthead. So I punched it right in the top and it exploded all over.
0: Okay. Stupid toilet. So where are you pooping now? In a
1: bucket under my bed. <laughs>
0: You probably shouldn't do that. (laughs) Why? Poop attracts flies and other... Poop is my friend. (laughs) Did you name it?
1: It, No, but you could make anything out of poop. (laughs) I remember when I was a child. Please, no. (laughs) No, 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 just listen. (laughs)
0: Don't share this story.
1: I'm telling Atticus right now. Please, please.
0: Hey, uh, uh Oswald, listen, listen. I, I have to... my limits. When I was a little kid, my brother and I imagined that there was an ancient Native American tribe that used feces for everything. And we just sat there and we imagined all the things that they used poop for. They used poop for water. They used poop for food. They used poop Wait. for plates. They used poop for chairs. They used poop to, they used poop to wash their hair. Why did they have hair. to be
1: Native American?
0: <laughs> because we were stupid and little... We were just like, well, we found out that that sometimes they would use their own their own feces to plant corn to to plant corn. Yeah. But uh, later they probably found out that it had to it was too toxic. Oswald's supposed to be answering. <laughs> what? <laughs> you forgot what we were even talking about.
1: I was looking at a little bug.
0: But you can use poop for anything, and those Native Americans proved it.
1: That's right. They what was the st- name of the tribe?
0: <laughs> Poopasquamakit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, isn't that a beer? <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's there's a new there's a new uh uh beer company. Dark ale from <laughs> <Poopis-Quamac->
1: Narragansett. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the mini brewery. Ugh.
1: One time, oh, I, think no. I, was, I think I was i I think was seven or eight. I think I was probably eight. I walked into the bathroom while my brother was taking a bath, right? Because mm-hmm. now we were too old to take a bath together, right? Mm-hmm. He left the door unlocked. One bathroom. <laughs> Again, my brother is sitting in the tub.
0: He pooped, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and there's shit
1: floating in the tub. <laughs>
0: bloop, bloop, bloop.
1: <laughs> I was like, Mom! What the fuck? That was about the same time that I swallowed a bunch of string, and oh, then a oh, string wait a string minute. came out of my butt. It was just like string that came out of my butt. I think butt you told me this, yeah. It wouldn't come out, and I was like, "Oh no, I I have str- I have like a pull string coming."
0: Out yeah, but the thing <laughs> is you should have like, gone to the doctor because you can cut your you can cut your. Intestines. I know it could have wrapped
1: around my intestines, but the rest of it came out. It came out after. All right, I went to the bathroom. The rest came out.
0: I about 10 years ago I remember making myself an excessively hot bath because i like my body was really tired so I, I had boiled water and put it in the tub oh my god well no and I was just I was just getting real con- like because the water at my dad's house for some reason when you take a shower it was scalding hot but when you take a bath it was not nothing more than tepid so Weird. I kept boiling water and pouring it into the tub until uh-huh. it was like ju- just about the point where you couldn't get into it but I did anyway to where it would make my skin red okay. yeah but I was also so sick i was trying right. to like i was trying to like you know the like relax yeah guy. yeah i acc. Accident- i was sitting there i accidentally diarrhea in the tub and i barbq I, I fucking <laughs> i was sitting there i was like legs up on the basin smoking a cigarette reading a book and all of a sudden i'm like i can trust this fart and all of a sudden I <laughs> went out came a plume and i was i was so lucky because none of it touched me i was like <clears throat> And through my legs, I just saw a cloud of diarrhea burst into the fucking I'm gonna tub, barf. and I jumped out. I was like, "Ah, ah, <laughs> ah! No, no! Jesus Christ! This can't be real." <laughs> <laughs> and then I took a shower and I was like, "Fuck it! I had to, oh, yeah. I had to empty it out. I had to spray down the tub and yeah. squeegee it, and then get the corn out of the bottom. <laughs> set it, <laughs> throw some gasoline in it, set it on fire.
1: It's clean now. It's no, clean.
0: you wouldn't do that because think of how often you wash your butthole in the shower, and you don't, you don't <laughs> sit there and go, Oh no! Wait a my... minute, I'm thinking about how often I wash my butthole. <clears throat> sure. You should wash it every time, every morning. Yeah." <laughs> So there's butthole juice all over your... (laughs) In fact, there are four people's butthole juice all over your shower.
1: Well, no, I only share it with my son, so two.
0: Oh, you and your son are the only people who use that one shower? Yeah. Oh, you have a ladies' room and a men's room, huh? Yeah. That's sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Whatevs. You could share the same butthole juices with the ladies. You're not going to become a lady. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) all right everything around him smacked of disarray confusion and selfishness in between under and around behind every nook and cranny of the home were empty bottles of liquor sprouting from every bottle were uh, sprout oh oh, it wouldn't be sprouting but sprouting from every bottle were fruit flies which he had mistaken for dust earlier
1: (laughs) how do you do that
0: he's always that drunk (laughs) basically that's the biggest dust ever it's in my eyes, so those eyes. <laughs> it's in my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I like those bees. <laughs> How had he lived in such squalor for so long? It was maddening. He bent down to reach for one of the bottles and realized he was still holding the Boy Scout cap. This he took into the kitchen and placed on the breakfast table carefully. He squished it between his hands, and the sight of it was discomforting, so he picked it back up once more, popped the corners back in place, then put it down again like a treasure. Oh boy, I made a boy gay. I'm going right. to hang it for my dad. I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, well, fuck it. Uh, it was so out of place, and oh my god, I just remembered how the story ends. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I fucking know the whole story like four hundred pages from now. Uh-huh. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> so bad. <laughs> I didn't know how to end it. It's a freaking, oh no! It's like it's like the ending of *Grapes of Wrath*. Not the same, oh. but like you know, the, where he, the guy is sucking on the old lady's tits. <laughs> that's how the book ends he's like no there's no food because they're living in the depression so he's sucking on the old lady's tits but him. also
1: you, you can picture Steinbeck just sitting there and he's written that and he's like okay I'm done okay. <laughs>
0: Or, or what came before I bet it was like months and months of writer's block and then he had sex and he sucked on his wife's tits, his wife's tits. and he's like this this he's looking he's talking to the breast he's got it in his hand like he's like this, this finally this is, this is how I'm going to end my masterpiece The Grapes <laughs> of Wrath he's like jiggling her boobs around and the wife is like what the fuck what are you you're talking you're a genius about? honey yeah yeah I yeah. know she's encouraging she's like yeah, now eat my pussy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's how he wrote, wrote wrote Cannery Row. That's why it was set in the the fishery district of of uh, Monterey.
0: He, like why because they were eating fish all the time it was like eating because pussy because he
1: ate her pussy it's, it, oh. if I have to explain
0: the joke but yeah, I've never read that book Jason you never read Kennery Row no it's fun I gotta tell you it's not, it's, can, can it's not something? as I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit but it's funny yeah I've only read the last few pages of the Crakes of Wrath. <laughs> you were like hey read this part <laughs> so, yeah that's literally what happened somebody <laughs> somebody was like this is what happened like I was like I never read that in high school like there's so oh. many books i never read in high school that i should have that i told people i did but i was lying that i'm now okay catching up come on. on
1: what like which ones
0: <clears throat> i never read camus the stranger until this okay. year um i fla- read that
1: i read that in high school never read it again flowers Barely for algernon
0: remember. which i just mentioned never read it in high never. school which i should have okay didn't yeah. didn't read moby dick in high school read okay. it in my 20s for, for the first time Um, Didn't read... um, Oh, here's one that you're going to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay. I did not read The Catcher and the Rye until this year. Oh, boy. And that's within the last few months. And when I read it, I I was like, I can see why they give it to kids in high school because only high school kids would empathize with this fucking stupid kid. (laughs) Because
1: as an adult, you're like, Jesus Christ.
0: Shut the fuck up, you little asshole. (laughs) You whiny little bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boo-hoo, I'm from a rich family.
0: (laughs) Well, except for the part where... his, he wakes up and his teacher's like patting his hair, and he's like, mm, "You're a strange boy. I love you." And he's like, eh, and then he gets the fuck out of there.
1: <laughs> you're a strange boy. That's
0: what he says to him. He says it to him several times. Uh, he wakes up and he, and the guy like his teacher's like lovingly patting his head. And it's like <laughs> I know where this is going. I'm getting the fuck. No, but what's funny is he uh, will not give an he will he will not give an excuse for anybody else in his life who's phony.
1: Yeah, I know. But as
0: soon as he walks away from that situation. He's like, well, maybe the teacher just likes to rub boys' heads. Yeah. He gives the guy, he gives the worst person in the whole book besides An himself out. And out. Yeah. That's the only person. And I was, yeah. I, I'm like, there's got to be something that Salinger was trying to say, but I can't figure <laughs> it out. It's just terrible. It's well written. It's brilliant. But I don't, I don't like holding Caulfield. I'm like, I dude, yeah. if I had gasoline and I was in front of you and I needed it for my car <laughs> to get home, I would use the gasoline to let you on fire and then walk. <laughs> I fucking hate this kid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, well, what about Vonnegut? You've read a lot of Vonnegut.
0: Not until my 20s. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, uh,
0: what about uh, Mark Twain? Uh. You know what? I tried to get into Huckleberry Finn, but the amount of times he uses the N-word... Like, unironically, I get that it's from the Times, but I'm just like, this is mind-numbing. It's not just that, but the fact that it's written Southern boy style.
1: It's written in the the voice, right.
0: And I'm like, I hate this kid, too.
1: What helps is, is you read it out loud. If you read it out loud in the in the accent, it all comes together. I am reading, but it can be. I remember reading it in high school and finding a really I, it, just the way he used language, and it was hard for me.
0: Mm. I'm reading. I'm presently reading a book by a guy named Tom uh, Spanbauer called the Bo- uh, the man who fell in love with the moon, which uh-huh. is a which is a novel written. The, the guy who wrote this is the person who taught Chuck Palahniuk how to write. Oh, geez. That's and I'm reading okay. it and I'm and it's it's fucking fantastic it's so well it's it's called dangerous writing you just put whatever it's written by the from the point of view of a 15 year old um bisexual native american in the old west and he did apparently well listen apparently this guy did so much research it's actually even though even though some of the stuff's in it's ridiculous yeah um the the time that he describes is almost literally perfect say historians
1: you gotta figure there had to have been at least one yeah bisexual indian kid
0: he's a bisexual native american kid who is a prostitute for the mother of the house that he lives in a like oh, hotel okay. yeah and he like no but he's like nobody can do what the girls do for guys he's like he's like literally <laughs> yeah that's how it starts he's like prostituting himself and then he finds out that yeah. one of the guys that he let he let bang him might be his father
1: have you ever noticed that whenever <laughs> someone does like jason just um, went
0: right over that he's like yeah i'm, not, I'm <laughs>
1: gonna walk right past it don't look don't look kids
0: um, it's like when the, it's like noticed- when the monkeys throw cum <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the zoo <laughs>
1: That monkey's throwing soup at us. Just keep walking. Don't, don't even
0: look. It's white that. soup. Open your mouth.
1: <laughs> so have you ever noticed that when they do like TV shows or movies that are historic in nature, that they pick and choose when they're going to, there are certain eras where there's no gay people and there are certain eras where there's gay people. Like if they do something about ancient Rome or ancient Greece, gay people. But if they do something about the, the Old West, no gay people.
0: They think have, that there's no gay people.
1: Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying... Because remember, these are constructs. These are things that people have written, Mm. right? So when they write, they're thinking of a certain mindset, and I don't think it ever crosses the minds of those writers.
0: Oh, yeah, there were gay people in the Old West, weren't there? Yeah, but fuck them. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like... Are there any gay characters in Tarantino films? I don't think so.
1: I don't think there is. No, I don't think there is. Not a one. No, no, there isn't. You know that there's a gay character in Shaft, the original Shaft?
0: No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he runs a bar and Shaft's friends with him. It's like not a thing. No one will bother me down here. (laughs) Shaft doesn't care. Shaft's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, well, that girl's checking you out and this person's over there. And he's, you know, they're just friends. Shaft. You know, yeah. Because he's a cool (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs)
0: Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. Here we go. Yeah. He took it to the kitchen and placed it on the breakfast table carefully. He squished it between his hands, and Wh- the sight of it was discomforting. So he picked it up once more and popped the corners back into place, then put it down again like a treasure. It was so out of place in his home. He and his wife could never have children. So the home, Aww. even when it was clean, showed no telltale signs of playful activity of tottering kids. Now, with the hat sitting there, it seemed a horrible prize he'd won in a house full of loss. He sat at the nook, took out a Winchester cigarette. Lit it up and with a match and smoked it, staring at the hat for a long time, occasionally running his fingers through his hair and letting the ashes fall into his lap. He was wide awake now. See that this is the part that bothers me. Like this character, what? like you, you can see him. I like But why does that bother you? Because I killed him. And I killed him I got rid of this character. I don't know why. Oh yeah. he still exists on the in this. Yeah, yeah. And
1: now he exists in the podcast.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna write a version of this where where Norman just kidding he just goes out of his way to. It hit people's people's kids and make <laughs> yeah, you're trunk. gonna
1: the hat starts talking to him put me on it
0: start yeah <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: take off your clothes and put me on take off your clothes it's oh. time to go to the farmers market
0: <laughs> mm. He was white. Oh
1: shit! Norman's here, wearing a, no, nothing but a, ba- he, a boy scout cap. <laughs>
0: he's got a whole truckload of weeds. <laughs> shit!
1: He's now selling empty liquor bottles with fruit flies in them.
0: <laughs> he has crutchless overalls. Shit on me! <laughs> don't look at him. Don't don't look at him. Oh my god! His balls hang down to his knees. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that happens sometimes after a long bender of drinking His body's tolerance, the alcohol was so high that he drank until drunk then be then he'd be awake just hours after falling asleep. What would he do with the time? Again he surveyed his filthy house, the bottles, the clothes, the newspapers, then sat down with his plate of with fruit flies dancing in the air. He crushed <laughs> out the cigarette into the dried bread on the plate and brought it to the sink. There he shuffled out every dish, dish from the wet basin and put them onto the counter next to it. He released the horrible smell from the drain of some rotten meat or other meal that had long since congealed into a soupy mess at the bottom which was he tilted his head. Away. Do you do that while you're reading? What? Do you, like if you're reading and something disgusting comes up, do you go blarg? It's different. Like, when do someone your family like it. come from the other room and they go, "Oh, he must have read something gross."
1: I have, I have peripheral vision when I read, so I can kind of see it coming up, mm-hmm. so that when I come across it when I'm reading it, it's not as big a surprise. Mm-hmm. But I, I I'm just listening shock to you. someone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's coming up. I don't have my per. I don't have the peripheral vision. Yes,
0: I just picked my nose. You can't say anything about it, though.
1: He picked. He 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 didn't pick his nose he's
0: fine i picked my nose he's he's
1: he's not a dirty boy
0: <laughs> dirty boy mm-hmm. hit me with your truck <laughs> oh. <laughs> come on norman hit me with your fucking truck <laughs> <laughs> with his head pointed away he reached in. oh my god that's what? a plot point right there What's right that? there's a guy and he's the only straight guy in his school now <laughs> and he can't he can't stand it because because he's outsexed by all the girls. Uh-huh. And now that he's bored, he wants to be gay. So the end of the novel is him begging Norman to hit him with his truck. <laughs> he catches him outside and he keeps running into the truck. Norman's like I'm not doing it. I'm tired of it. It doesn't work that way, over boy. The course of the story, Norman keeps getting more and more sober. So he's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" He's like, "I can't hit one more child, not one more child like Hitler." Oh God, shut up! Every morning I heard what. Oh my God, one more child.
1: Every morning he goes out to get in his truck, and that kid's laying underneath it. Come on, I'm
0: ready. (laughs) This—that's the name of the story. This truck makes you gay. Uh, With his head pointed away, he reached into the drain, squishing his fingers until he found the offending thing which had blocked it. With his index and middle finger, he grasped at something smooth and long and pulled, trying to free whatever it was from the skinny neck of the drain.
1: Please don't be a finger.
0: He gave it some muscle, and to his surprise, the thing that was released gave a bit of momentum backwards, and he almost fell. In his hand was a chicken bone, half rotted away and greasy from long days surrounded by milk solids and other nasty things. <laughs> oh. He threw the bone under the floor and suddenly dry heaved on an empty stomach. His belly uh. hitched and his lungs expunged all of their air. He had never smelled anything so horrible in all of his life and had never vomited on an empty stomach either. It was painful. Uh. He stood hunched over his knees, awaiting something to come up. Day 1. Today I realized my truck makes kids gay. <laughs> After catching his breath, he straightened himself and leaned over the sink, his hands straddling the basin. He ran water down to see if there was any other transgressing things there. But the wet, the water drained after pooling around the gunk and mush and went down, the, the down gurgling all the way. The smell mm. began to dissipate, and he began to work. He took a dirty bag from the windowsill, squished some liquid soap into it, and began to wash every dish. One by one and dry them onto the drying rack. When he was done with that, he looked over the open shelves with their newly cleaned dishes, stacked and dried, and realized just how out of place one clean spot in his home looked. And he yeah. would now have Uh-oh. to clean the rest. But well, where to start? Question mark.
1: Well, I have skin, and
0: I have a Brillo pad. <laughs> I better start there. Not yet. He could not sweep until the bottles had been picked up. He could not pick up pick the bottles up until he'd moved the trunk off the porch. He could not load the truck in the, d- the dump with the offending contents until it was clean. He could not go to town until himself, he himself was clean. He knelt beside the stove and threw pieces of kindling, some rolled some rolled uh, newspaper, into it along with a large log that had sat aside the thing for months, being that it was summer and he had not needed to use it to heat the house. But for this job, he would need hot water. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Above the stove hung, hung a large pot that could be used to boil a turkey. He took it down, put it in the sink, and filled it with the water until full and then set it to boil. While the water boiled, night, Norman stepped outside into the night air and backed the Truck off the porch and made a thunk noise as the tire hit the ground and the rusty springs wind expanding and contracting until done. Then he turned it around so the bed of the truck sat over the steps. Got out and opened the door of the bed. He went inside and began to collect the bot the tinkling bottles in his arms until he could no longer fit any more and walked them out into the house and dropped oh, Jesus. them. Dropped and placed them into the bed. Starting at the corners, he filled the truck from the cab to the door and, and was dissatisfied to find that he had just enough room, but for two or three bottles that would have to go into the front seat. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah, I was like, wait, did I really make him fill the whole bed of the Truck you with made bottle. him fill the whole bed. That's how much liquor this guy drinks. <laughs> huh, how could he have amassed such a collection? Had it really been that long since he tidied up the place? I guessed so. He was no longer impressed, but ashamed of himself. He went back inside, stoked the fire with more logs, and lifted the heavy pot carrying it into the bathroom, where he placed it on the floor and plugged the drain. He dumped the steaming hot water into the tub and brought the pot back to the sink. He filled it again and set it to boil. He would scald himself clean, shave, clip, and and clip his finger and toenails and make himself presentable. But first, he would clean out his room and sweep all the errant dust particles out of the house. Opening his bedroom door...
1: As as we know them, fruit flies...
0: (laughs) Opening his bedroom door, he remembered that all of the spaces in his home, uh, this was this was perhaps one of the cleanest. It was his overwhelming need to keep one part of his home tidy for his dead wife and keep it and keep it that way. The bed was made... Because
1: she was in there.
0: <laughs> there she was, still rotting. She was, but
1: still soft.
0: The bed was made as he had not slept it in a dog's age, preferring to sleep on the floor or in his rocking chair. But on the nightstand was a bottle of scotch w- whiskey, unopened and crying out to him, that he might drink... For- from it and forget all that he was trying to do he was sure that the last bottle he was sure it was the last bottle in the house and he would have to dump it down the sink he reached the bottle held his hands wringing it and just as he'd wrung the cap gripping it a small piece of security a small piece of security in the new well of emotions he felt getting rid of it would be as well as would be as awful as getting rid of his wife's clothes or the photos of them on their wedding day or anything else he'd left behind he could not do it he justified in keeping it but would not drink it he placed it gently on the nightstand and left and left it there closing the door of the bedroom entombing it with all the memories of his spouse Aww. he was bo- the, the water was boiling again he dumped it into his tub as well and began and began to undress he unclipped the overalls and let them fall to the floor relieving, revealing his long skinny hairless legs he shuffled off his boots, socks, and underwear, and unbuttoned his shirt. He looked down at his body in dismay. There are no jokes. What's going on? Jason died. I'm
1: waiting for him to get in the tub. <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looked down at his body. and did. You know what? I know elderly people. He would not really be able to feel it. Cold, yes, but hot? Hot? Probably no. not really. He looked down at his body in dismay, ravaged and litter-spotted by work. Time and tide, and he remembered being much healthier, more filled out. A young man with more ambition. And now he's yeah. become the exact opposite. He stepped He's in an a, old man with a cursed truck. And a cursed <laughs> penis. It was crooked at, like at a right angle. <laughs> oh. It pointed down. <laughs> he always looked like he was signaling right. <laughs> oh, what's going on? <laughs> all the and all the penises come to life in the story. I'm <laughs> the Plumas. I'm the old man's plumas. I'm old man penis. <laughs> i down to the food
1: I'm old man Penis How you doing Gonna play with me (laughs)
0: Uh, He stepped into the scalding hot tub And did not even wince As the pain of heat Began to surge up his legs But to lessen it He turned the nozzle His pump surged to life With the sound of a locomotive Loud and horrendous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I actually looked that up. It's true. The, like, like the, the water pumps used to be really fucking loud and annoying. Yep. And the spigot spit cold brown and brown water into the tub for a moment. Ah. Then, having pushed out the rust, it began to flow, fle- uh, flow freely with the water clean from the clean from the well. He sat comfortably... Get your tetanus bath, old man. He sat comfortably into the water and relaxed. It occurred to him just how much he smelled, how filthy he was. Dirt that had caked to his body had began to gather in the bottom of the tub noticeably. However, just... Just sitting into the bath would not be enough, he knew. He reached to the right of the tub where a bar of unused soap sat in a dish shaped like a shell attached to the wall. Oh. You didn't know
1: how to use the three seashells.
0: <laughs> no. Next to it was another uh, was another dirty rag over the edge of his tub. He scrubbed the two together, making a good lather, which he slopped into his hair. Uh, he coated his shoulders and scrubbed his armpits and stomach in the water, and began. And it began to darken like a paintbrush washing. washing Make
1: an old man's soup.
0: Like a paintbrush washing mug filled with the mingling of a watercolor palette. Okay. He scrubbed his ass, dick, and balls, and then his toes, and laid there for another few minutes, relaxing, allowing the water to soften his fingernails. His toes and fingernails, which were yellow from uncleanliness and tar from his cigarettes, the mm. index and middle fingers of his right hands were especially stained at the end knuckles. He scrubbed this to no avail.
1: No, yeah, that's that's deep in. Holy. That ain't coming out anytime soon.
0: Annoyed but undeterred, he reached to the counter where he sat. At, where sat his shaving kit, along with the numerous amenities left there by his wife, including tweezers, nail clippers, and a host of things he could use to make himself look presentable.
1: He needed to know what to do with this douche thing. <laughs>
0: He poured the vinegar into the tub. And then squirted the bottle of air into his asshole. (laughs) This is fun. It's all fun and games until you shit in the tub. (laughs) That has to be the title of the episode. It's all fun and games until you poop in the tub. There you go. Jason will never name the episode that. Nope. You have to. (laughs) i got to find a way to get into this account so I can change the titles to what they should be. (laughs) Come on. That's not a bad title. It's all fun and games until you poop in the tub. Okay. He began with the nail clippers, scissoring them through the thick and yellow right nail to the body, removing the edge that hung over from each nail allowing the clippings to fall into the tub and then scrubbed the dirt away from his formerly hidden crannies underneath the nails from it oh he's, he's scrubbing under the nails cause they were he never did that yeah. then he lifted his feet out of the tub and did the same with the greater difficulty as his toenails were thick and brittle several times he caused himself to bleed by pulling the rooted ends out of the corners of the nail bed but he liked it This blood dripped and <laughs> seeped into the bath but he ignored it completing his task from there he extended his arm, uh, arm from there he extended the arm of his small wall mounted shaving mirror, so he could assess oh, okay. his face. he frowned at his uh, at his pitiable appearance. he knew he was old, he knew he was an alcoholic, he knew that he suffered, and that all of this would show on his face, but he had not realized how all of these things in combination would give them the appearance of a dried hairy prune with his eyes <laughs> deeply hit, uh, set in their sockets, long wispy hairs shot in every direction from his eyebrows, nostrils, and even his ears creases upon folded creases forehead neck and even his nose out of every fold of white hair found a way there was... to spring forth from his f- face and face the day like his formerly wealth kept plot
1: there's a piece of pizza in his beard and he hasn't eaten pizza in 10
0: years <laughs> Pepperoni, <laughs> num num num. <laughs> he soaked his face until he resembled Santa Claus. Then shuffled the blade out of his kit and began to drag it, drag it along his, the skin carefully. Though his hands had begun to shake ever so slightly by time, by the time he'd finished the second pot of boiling water, it was noticeable now. He clamped down on his muscles and st- to stop the shaking and released. Oh, he's going through. He's going through withdrawal. D T. Re- already?
1: Okay, I guess it's so. Few hours you're...
0: and he's sitting in a hot tub. Yeah, oh. constant drinking too. The tension relaxed and he began to hack away at the scraggly beard taking short strokes then long ones for his neck pulling the wrinkly skin taut and pulling down his upper lip he removed his mustache he cleaned away his sideburns and his chin hairs then rinsed his face in the filthy water he looked to the mirror again and felt you know what's weird about this time period if you were in a family what? that used this tub you wouldn't yeah. boil more water you would all take a bath in the same fucking tub <laughs> it's all fun and games till your brother poops in the tub <laughs> you still got to take a bath. Sorry, Jenny. No. you still got to take a bath. We're just going to... Daddy
1: diarrhea all over inside of it. we
0: just, just strain it out.
1: <laughs> oh. Get Go get the pool net. We're going to get all the stuff out. <laughs>
0: Oh geez, I have a shirt. We can use a shirt. That'll that'll work so much better. It'll probably help. <laughs> can we at least reboil the water? Can we use his shirt? <laughs> can, we, can we at least reboil the water? You know what's going to happen afterwards? They're going to take this water and then they're going to boil Don't it. Don't say. And then they're going to filter it and then they're going to drink it. <laughs>
1: Jason died. Okay, I'm not, yeah. My brain went to a better place right then. No, it didn't. You heard every no, word No, it, it didn't.
0: I'm trapped there now. Uh, he looked in the mirror again and felt a small amount of pride. He had scythed away several years of his formerly mummified appearance. Hey, you want to stop there?
1: No, okay.
0: All right, well, sure. You got to have more it's all fun and games until Jason poops in the tub. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's it. Thanks, Eddie, for reading this story. Satan. And remember, if you guys—wow. Uh, okay, so if you guys have a story, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website, go to the contact page, and leave it for us there, or tell me how you want to get it to me. For mm-hmm. Let Me For Let Me Finish. This has been Jason Hart. Grab
0: the strainer and get the uh, heating element, and then it's also—you got to keep filling it with hot water and letting the whole neighborhood poop in it, and then you make just—you've made neighborhood soup. No. <laughs> And you know what? That is what a community pool is. Not, well, it's yeah, of worse. That's why it's filled with so much chlorine. <laughs> it burns. I don't like after a while. My daughter, I used to take her to a community pool all the time because she fucking loved it. Well, actually, it's, it is it is owned by an actual workout center. But it, they, right. they can use the neighborhood kids can use it on certain days so long as they live in the town. Yeah. Certain days and certain times. But when they were all there, she that's when she wanted to go. And I'm like, that's the most disgusting time. But sometimes I, when she was little, I would swim with her because, you know, she's little. I didn't want her to drown even if she could swim. Okay. Right? I stopped because the thing is, I would I would go down to the nine foot end and I would I would you know swim around and then I would come up and my yeah. eyes would, the, the next day my eyes and my nose and my throat would be burning from how yeah. much chlorine had gotten up in there. Sometimes I would actually get physically ill for days and days trying yeah. to get this out of, and it wasn't just that, it was the human effluence that had gotten yeah. in my throat. And sometimes a kid would poop in the fucking community pool and uh-huh. they would go, okay, everybody out. And they we go sorry so, you guys paid your 10 bucks you can't get any refunds but guess what we got to so, empty the whole pool sanitize you know, it
1: the last time i went to a community pool yeah i was 15 cowell park swimming for a better part of the day and this very large woman wearing a one-piece um, pink swimsuit, and she was—I don't know—maybe forty,
0: maybe in her forties somewhere. Forty-three. I love that. That's the exact. You in her forties somewhere? She was your babysitter. You loved her. You were. And in love she was with her.
1: wearing. She was wearing like a, a white T-shirt over her swim swim top, right? Mm. And she's with, I guess, her daughter. And she went, "Ooh, I've got to get out. I've got to get out." And she's moving, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She's like, "I got to get out." She She's in the middle of the pool.
0: This sounds horrifying. She's not.
1: She's not moving fast. And as she's moving, the water around her is getting cloudy. And she's like, "I've got to get out." No. Yes.
0: Did you get out?
1: <laughs> I got out. Definitely. I went to the deep Jason end of the was pool like, and gonna, climbed out.
0: Excuse me, everybody. I'm going to put my face right in the cloud. When
1: when she got out, when she she got to the little ladder and pulled herself out, it was just like this brown river mud. <laughs> Coming out of the bottom of her of her uh, uh, t shirt, right? Because you could only see your t shirt went down like right below, like mid thigh. Okay, and then she's just like, "I've gotta go," and she's like heading to the bathroom. And I was like, "I'm out. I'm done." Awesome. I I know this isn't the la- the first time this has happened, and it probably won't be the last time. But that was the same park where I got heat stroke for the first time, waiting for the pool to open.
0: Oh my god! When
1: I was like twelve, yeah, everything turned purple, and I had to go and lay down. I was like, "Oh god."
0: I've... I've seen things go gray when I was really sick once. Like, I I, I didn't even realize that I had, I, like, I was so ill, so violently ill that I just diarrheaed out all of my nutrients. And oh when they went boy. to take my blood, it was, it, like, yeah. it, it literally almost made me faint. Everything oh was going gosh. gray. Yeah, and they had to give me water, and they almost gave me a transfusion, but it wasn't to that point.
1: So they rehydrated you? Yep. Well, that's good. You didn't die. Yeah,
0: I'm still here. Yay!
1: All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye,
0: everybody.
1: The Let Me Finish podcast is a Let Me Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod. produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud,
0: Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.